1: The makers of Lux Toilet Soap brings you the Lux Radio Theater, starring Edmund Gwen in Miracle on 34th Street. Ladies and gentlemen, your producer, Mr. Irving Cummings. Greetings from Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. Our Christmas present to you is one of our 20 greats, which has become a modern Christmas classic. Miracle on 34th. So if you have any doubts as to whether or not there's a Santa Claus, I want you to meet Edmund Gwen in a moment when he will recreate his original role in this delightful 20th Century Fox picture. It's Thanksgiving Day in New York City. On a broad avenue adjoining Central Park, an annual event is being joyfully awaited. The spectacular parade presented by Macy's Department Store Who held in the Christmas season. Away from the crowd are two of Macy's public relations experts. He's simply wonderful, Mrs. Walker. Just look at him on that float. The most realistic Santa Claus we've ever had. (laughs) Why, he didn't even need any padding, did he? Padding? But didn't you notice his tummy? It's so round, it's so firm, it's so fully packed. (laughs) Well, now that everything's under control, where on earth did you find...
2: I've... I don't know. I just turned around and there he
1: was. And you think that the man whose place he took with... Was, uh, was intoxicated?
2: With a breath that would knock over a reindeer. Just think if Mr. Macy had seen him. What if Mr. Gimble had seen him? Competition between oh. our stores is tough enough as it is. Well, the parade's starting. Let's stand at the curb. Not I, Mr. Shellhammer. I'm going home and relax. Anyway, I can see it from there. I live just around the corner. Oh, so you do. Well, see you tomorrow, Mrs.
1: Walker. And congratulations. On finding the fifth Santa Claus in Macy's history. That's certainly a wonderful parade, Susan. Oh, just look at that clown. Gosh, what a giant! Giant, Mr.
3: Daly? they are not the things as giants.
1: Well, not now, maybe, but in olden days...
3: Really, and... Mr. Gailey, and you a lawyer?
1: Well, what about the giant jack-kill? You know, jack and the beanstalk
3: Everybody knows that's a fairy tale, and I agree with my mother. Fairy tales are silly. Come in. Good afternoon. I'm Susan's mother, the maid said I... Hello,
1: mother. I'm welcome. Mr. Gailey invited me. Hello, darling. Susie's told me quite a lot about you,
2: she told me quite a lot about you, too. A man in the front apartment.
1: Oh, that's all part of a plot, Mrs. Walker. I'm very fond of Susie, but I also want to meet you.
2: At least you're Frank. There goes Santa Claus. Don't even mention the name. Why not, Mother? That Santa Claus, you see, is a last-minute substitute. But
3: why? Remember the way the janitor was last New Year's? Oh, my, tight as an owl. I see Susan doesn't in Santa Claus either. That's
1: right.
2: You never
3: have. Well, that's the end of the parade. Mother, I've been thinking it's Thanksgiving, and there are only the two of us. Couldn't we invite Mr. Gailey? Well,
1: I Oh, no, uh, please don't bother. I'll uh, I'll have a sandwich or something.
3: But we have such a big turkey. Please, Mother, please.
2: Well, did I ask ah. all right, Miss Gailey? Susie. Oh, you asked fine, Susan. Finish the three, Mr. Gailey.
1: Hello. Hello, Mrs.
3: Walker. Yes, Mr. Shellhammer.
1: Your maid said you were at Thanksgiving dinner, but I just had to tell you, your Santa Claus was
2: stupendous. Well, thank you.
1: Mr. Macy himself wants him to be our toy department, Santa
2: Claus. Well, fine. Can you hire him? I already have. We'll talk about it in the morning. Thanks for calling, Mr. Shellhammer.
1: Here he is, Mr. Shellhammer. You're Santa Claus. Thank you, Alfred. Thank you. Uh, good morning, Santa Claus. Morning. Now, before you go to the toy department, here's a list of toys that we we have to push. Huh? You know, things that we're overstocked on. Now, you'll find that a great many children will be undecided as to what they want for Christmas. When that happens, you immediately suggest one of these items. <laughs> you understand? I certainly do. Fine. Now, take the list, and Alfred here will show you to your throne in the toy department. And don't
2: forget, you're working for Macy's. <laughs>
1: Of course I am.
2: What do you want for Christmas, little boy? I want a fire engine with a real hose that squirts real rough water. And I won't do it in the house. I'll only do it in the backyard. I promise.
1: And I promise you will get
2: your fire engine. You see, Mama? I told you get me one. Oh, that's fine. That's just wait here, I want to thank Santa Claus, too. Yes, madam? What's the matter with you? Now, now, now... What's the trouble. Well, I told you before, didn't I? The kid wants a fire engine, but there isn't one to be had anywhere in town. Macy's ain't got any, Gimbal's ain't got any, nobody's got any. My feet are killing me, and you say, okay, he gets a fire engine. Yeah, but you can get those fire
1: engines at Schoenfeld. On Lexington Avenue, only
2: you only four fifty.
1: Wonderful, Bob. Schoenfeld? Hey, I don't get it. Oh, I follow the toy market very closely.
2: Macy sending people to other stores? Are you kidding?
1: Well, the one important thing is to make the children happy, isn't it? Whether Macy's or somebody else sells the toy doesn't matter. Don't you feel that way?
2: Who, me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Only I didn't know Macy's did. I don't get it. I just don't get it.
1: Who's next, please? Right this way to see Santa Claus. All right, little girl. You're next. Oh, but of course, little girl. You want some roller skates? Well, you shall have them, too. And he has some fine skates here at Macy's, haven't you, Santa Claus? Oh, they're good skates, all right, but, but but not quite good enough. Now, I left some really wonderful roller skates at Gimbal's. I'm sure Gimbal's had just what this good little girl wants. Mr. Shellhammer?
2: Are you Mr. Shellhammer?
1: Gimbal's? Well, that's just what he did say.
2: Gimble? Uh, the sales lady said I should speak to you. Uh, Gimble! I just want to congratulate you and Macy's on this wonderful new stunt you're pulling. Mom! Imagine a big outfit like Macy's putting the spirit of Christmas ahead of the commercial. Mom! Well, from now on, I'm going to be a regular Macy's customer, Mom! All right, Mortimer, we'll go
1: with
3: department over there, Mr. Galing.
1: You certainly know all about the Macy's store, don't you, Susan?
3: Well, that's because my mother works here. But I still think it's silly, bringing me here to see Santa Claus.
1: I just feel it when you've talked to him.
3: Okay, Mr. Galing. I'm certainly willing to try. (laughs) What
1: a fine young lady. And what's your name, little girl? Susan Walker, what's yours? Mine, Chris Kringle. I'm Santa Claus. Oh. Oh, you don't believe that, eh?
3: uh uh You see, my mother's Mrs. Walker. Oh. But I must say you're the best-looking Santa Claus I've ever seen.
1: Really?
3: Your beard, oh. for instance. It doesn't have one of those things that goes over your ears.
1: Well, that's just because it's real. Just like I'm really Santa Claus. Now, go ahead. Go on. Pull it. Real? Yeah. And Now, what would you like me to bring you for Christmas?
3: Nothing, thank you. Whatever I want, my mother will get. If it's sensible
2: and doesn't cough too much, that's uh, oh. quite
1: right, Susan. Mm-hmm. Oh, hello, hello, Mrs. Walker.
2: Hello, Mr. Galing. The
1: explanation for all this is very simple. Your maid's mother sprained her ankle. She had to go home, so she asked me to bring Susie down to you. As long as we were here, I figured we might as well say hello to Santa Claus.
2: He has real whiskers, Mother. Susan, would you mind standing over there a minute? If you want me to.
1: I uh, shouldn't have brought Susie to see Santa, is that it?
2: Now you're making me feel completely hearty. I'm sorry. Don't you see? I tell Susan that Santa Claus is a fable and you show her a very convincing old man with real whiskers. Whom is she to believe? Yeah, that's right, isn't it? When Susan was a baby, her father and I were divorced. Ever since then, I've protected my child by teaching her reality. If you don't believe in fairy tales and fantasy, you can never be hurt for disillusion. We were talking
1: about Susie, Mrs. Walker.
2: And I must ask you to let me raise her as I see fit. Oh. All right, dear. The store's going to close soon. We'll run along to my office. Alfred
1: oh. said you wanted to see me, Mrs. Walker.
2: Oh. Oh, yes. Come in. I, um, I'd be grateful if you'll please tell Susan you're not really Santa Claus. Huh? That there actually is no such person. Oh, but Mrs. Walker, not only is there such a person, but here I am to prove it. No. No, you misunderstand. I want you to tell her the truth. Now, what's your real name? Chris Pringle.
1: And I always tell the truth. Susie, I'll bet you're in the first grade.
2: Second grade? I mean your real name.
1: that is my real name.
2: My goodness,
1: Susie, a second grade? Very well. I have your employment card right here. I'll
2: look it up on that. That's a very cute dress, Susie. It's for Macy. We
1: get 10% off. Oh. So
2: you always tell the truth, do you? Look at your employment card.
1: Yes. Name, Chris Kringle. Address, Brooks Memorial Home, Great Neck, Long Island. Would call the home if you'd care to confirm that, Mrs. Walker. It's a home for elderly gentlemen. Would you also like
2: for me to confirm this? What's that? Date of birth. As old as my tongue and a little bit older than my teeth. Place of birth. North Pole. Now,
1: really? Why, I believe you doubt me, Mrs. Walker. And this tops everything.
2: Next of kin. Oh, there. Dasher, dancer, prancer, and victim. (laughs)
3: Oh.
2: I'm sorry to have to do this, Mr, Crinkle? Uh, but the, um, the Santa Claus we had two years ago is back in town, and I feel that we owe it to him to give him... Have I done something wrong? Oh, no. No,
1: it's just that w- Excuse me.
3: Hello? Uh, this
1: is Mr. Shellham, and Mrs. Walker. Drop whatever you're doing. Mr. Macy wants to see us immediately.
2: I'll be right up. I'm afraid I'll have to be very abrupt with you. i have to see Mr. Macy. You'll be paid for the full week, Mr. Kringle. I'll send your check to that address.
1: No, oh, come right in, Mrs. Walker, Mr. Shelley.
2: Thank you, Mr. Macy.
1: Now, uh, about this new policy you two initiated. Uh, oh. Macy's Santa Claus sending customers to Gimble. But, but,
2: but I can explain everything, Mr.
1: Macy. You don't have to explain a thing two telegrams and over 500 phone calls. Grateful parents expressing undying gratitude to Macy's department store. Would you? Oh, you don't say. Yes. And from now on, not only will our Santa Claus continue in this manner, but every salesperson in the entire store.
2: You You mean if we haven't got what the customer asked
1: for, we're to send him where he can get it. No more high-pressuring and forcing a customer to take something he doesn't really want. I I, I think
2: that's wonderful, Mr. Macy.
1: Yes, yes. We'll be known as as the helpful store, the uh, the friendly store. The store that places public service ahead of profits. And consequently, we'll make more profits than ever. Now, as for you, Mrs. Walker Mr. (laughs) Shellhammer, you'll find a more practical expression of my gratitude in your Christmas
2: thank you, Mr.
1: Mason. Well, thank you. Oh, and, uh, and tell that wonderful Santa Claus I won't forget him, either. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'll tell him myself in the morning. Well, yes, indeed, Mr. Mason. night. Good, good night. Good night, uh, uh, good night Mr. Mason. Uh, and thank you again, sir. Uh, 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 oh, 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 imagine a bonus. Yes. Yeah. Well, what's the matter with you? Mr. Shellhammer, I... I just fired him. You just oh. him? Oh. Santa Claus. Oh, no,
2: well, you couldn't have. Oh, I did. He's crazy, Mr. Shetlerhammer. He really thinks he is Santa Claus. I don't care if he thinks he's the Easter Bunny. Find him.
1: It was a frantic few hours that Doris spent last night rushing out to the Brooks Memorial Home in Long Island and assuring Chris Kringle that Macy's wanted him back as Santa Claus. So Chris is again presiding over the counted toy department. While in her office, Doris and Mr. Shellhammer...
2: Don't you understand, Mr. Shellhammer? That old man with the nice white whiskers insists that he is Santa Claus. He's out of his mind. He might even be dangerous. I've got to tell Mr. Macy. But maybe he's only a little balmy. Anyway, you can't be sure until he's examined. We'll send
1: him to Mr. Sawyer. Sawyer? In personnel. He's paid to examine employees, isn't he? Uh, enough, now, the way. What do you think of this? What is it? A full page ad. Macy's is running in tomorrow's newspaper. Macy's is running it?
2: But it's all about the other stores, jewels and Santa's. I know, I know.
1: Mr. Macy's idea to help our customers find what they want. <sighs> Revolting, isn't
2: it? That <laughs> Santa Claus certainly has started something. Well, I'll. Get hold of him in his lunch hour and send him up to Mr. Sawyer.
1: So I changed my clothes, Mr. Sawyer, and came right out. Oh, then that's your own beard, eh? Oh, yes. Uh, interesting complex in back of that. Why do you carry a cane? I always carry a cane, Mr. Sawyer. Well, that is when I wear street clothes. I carved this cane out of a runner from one of my old slaves. That? What's that? What? that? a fine, solid silver top. Who was the first president of the United States? Oh, give me a difficult one. Like who was vice president under James Monroe? I am conducting this examination. Well, the answer is Daniel D. Tompkins. You're a... You're rather a nervous man, aren't you? <laughs> oh, you get enough sleep? My personal habits are no concern of yours. What hand am I holding up? Right hand. How many fingers do you see? Three. Oh, dear, and you bite your nails, too. Stand up. Feet together, arms extended. Muscular coordination test? Oh, I've taken dozens of those tests. Mr. Sawyer, are you happy at home? (laughs) That will be all, Mr. Kringle. The examination is over. Thank you. And it may interest you to know that I have been happily married for 22 years. Very happily married. Delighted to hear it. Goodbye, Mr. Sawyer. Miss
3: Prawn.
1: Yes, sir? Get Mrs. Walker on the phone. Yes,
3: sir. But your wife, Mrs. Sawyer, she's called four times already. All right, big fat wife, you shut up and mind your own business.
1: Here's Mrs. Walker, sir. Hello?
3: I was just going to call you, Mr. Sawyer. There's a doctor pierce stopping by this afternoon at 3.
1: Who is Dr. Pierce? He's the physician
2: at the Brooks Home. I thought we might discuss Mr. Kringle's case with
1: him. There's hardly any point in discussing it, Mrs. Walker. Obviously, the old man should be discharged. And so, Dr. Pierce, Kringle should be dismissed immediately and sent to a mental institution. Oh, now, just a moment, Mr. Sawyer. But he's deluded saying that he's... It's a delusion for good. I've found he only wants to be friendly and helpful. His whole manner suggests aggressiveness. Look at the way he carries that cane. Mrs. Walker, naturally I can't discharge that loony. So when he exhibits his maniacal tendencies, please realize the responsibility
2: is completely yours. Well, I'm right back where I started.
1: Uh, Mrs. Walker, I assure you Chris Kringle has no maniacal tendencies.
2: But if there's the slightest possibility of causing any trouble, I caught trouble. Bull. All we need is for a policeman to ask his name. He says, Chris Kringle, and clang, clang, Macy's Santa Claus ends up in the psychopathic ward.
1: Well, you can prevent that very simply. There must be someone here at the store who could rent him a room, Then they could both come to work together. i just assume he avoided that long train ride to Long Island anyway.
2: You mean sort of take custody of him? Do you think Mr. Kringle would agree to that? Oh, I'm sure he'll agree. Well, in that case, well, let's see. Who do I know who could rent him a room? I'm glad you're
3: going to have dinner with us, Mr. Kringle. Oh,
1: thank you, Susie.
3: I'm also very glad you're going to live next door with Mr. Gailey.
1: Why?
3: Because you're nice to talk to. Mm
1: Mm-mm. What a fine young man that Mr. Gailey is. Now just think, allowing me to share his apartment, me a mere stranger.
3: He did it because Mother hinted to him.
1: Well anyway, I'm very grateful.
3: Shall I tell you what I did in school today? Oh, by
1: all means. Any games?
3: Yes, and a very silly game too. They played zoo and each child was supposed to be an animal. But
1: they were just pretending.
3: That's what makes the game so silly.
1: Of course, in order to play games, you need imagination. Oh,
3: well, that's when you see things, but they're not really there.
1: Well, yeah. Yes, but to me, you know, imagination is a place all by itself. Now, you've heard of the French nation and the British nation. Well, this is the imagination. Very interesting place, too. Yeah, how, how would you like to be able to make snowballs in summertime, eh? Or to be the Statue of Liberty in the morning? And in the afternoon, fly south with a flock of geese.
3: I'm quite sure I'd like it, but...
1: Oh, it's very simple. Anyway, the next time they play zoo, you can be a monkey. Well, I
3: don't know how to be a monkey.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'll show you. First, you bend over a little, like, uh, like this, see? Now let your arms hang loose, see? Like this. Like this? Yeah, that's fine. Fine. Now put your hand over here and start scratching, see? <laughs> see? excellent, Susie. Yes. That's as fine a bit of scratching as I've ever seen. Now, now, Susie, now start chattering.
3: Chattering?
1: Mm-hmm. That's it. Listen. See? That's it. And keep scratching, see? Now then, we'll do it together, eh? Come on. Chatter and scratch and scratch and chatter. Yeah, that's fine, Susan. You're doing beautifully. Susan Susan You were still awake? Uh-huh i just come in to say goodnight, Susan Now, about Christmas I suppose something you like for Christmas
3: Well, I've certainly thought about something, Mr. Kringle I have? Yes.
1: Well, what is it? Well, huh? oh, here
3: it is. It's right here on the night table. See, mm-hmm. I tore this page out of a magazine. It's a picture of a house.
1: Oh, oh that's what you want, eh? A doll's house, colonial architecture.
3: Oh, not a doll's house, a real house.
1: A real house?
3: Yes, and if you're really Santa Claus, you can get it for me.
1: No, 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 wait a minute, excuse me. Oh. What could you possibly do with the real house?
3: Living it with my mother. And the backyard with a great big tree to put a swing on. Mm. And a garden up. Oh, well, why even discuss it?
1: Hmm. Susie, could I keep this picture? Just, uh, just in case? Huh? I guess so. Thank you. Well, Mr. Gale is waiting for me. Good night, monkey.
3: Good night,
1: Mr. Kringle. Mm. Take whichever bed you want, Mr. Kringle. Oh, you're very kind, really. Tell me, Mr. Cayley, Just what do you do for a living? I'm a lawyer. Nope. Hazelip, Hazelip, Sherman, and McKenzie. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, you like living here in the city? Oh, it's convenient. Someday I'd like to get a place in Long Island. Not a big house, just huh? one of those junior partner deals around that, has it? Yeah, one of those little colonial houses, eh? Mm-hmm, they? yeah, a little colonial house would be swell. Oh. You're, um, you're, uh, quite fond of Mrs. Walker, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. A lot of good it does me. She lives in a cast-iron shell that's a little difficult to penetrate. Well, you must try harder, Mr. Galey. Uh-huh. Mrs. Walker and that child are a couple of lost souls. It is up to us to help. Them. Yeah. Oh, well, shall I turn off the light? Oh, no, no, no. I'm not going to be cheated out of this. All of my life, I've wondered about it, and now I'm going to find out. Well, does Santa Claus sleep with his whiskers outside or inside <laughs> oh, outside, of course. Outside, by all means. The cold air makes them grow. <laughs> Thank you. Walker, come in.
3: Thank you, Mr. Macy. I've just heard something very exciting. You yeah,
1: have? Well, let me tell you something very exciting. Our policy of being kind to customers has tripled our sales. Now, what do you think
2: of that? <laughs> wonderful, Mr. Macy. And Gimbals thinks it's wonderful, too. Gimbal? Gimbal's are adopting the same policy. Well, well, is that so? And it gives me an idea. As long as Gimbal's are doing the same thing, why not some pictures from newspapers?
1: Pictures?
2: Yes. You and Mr. Gimble shaking hands.
1: Shaking hands. R.H. Macy and, uh, and Gimble?
2: Well,
3: well, yes.
1: Yes. God, well, why not? With Santa Claus. Oh, it's a great idea, Mrs. Walker. Macy and Gimble. Shaking hands. No, no, no. That's, that's enough pictures, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Come on, R.H., now we'll go over to my store and get some really good pictures. (laughs) Just a minute. I have something here for Santa Claus. Uh, Here you are, Mr. Kringle, a check in appreciation of all you've done, Mr. Macy, that's most kind of you. I didn't think you were that generous, (laughs) R.H. That's quite a check. What are you going to do with Mr. Kringle? Well, I have a friend, a Dr. Pierce. He needs a new x-ray machine. Buy the machine through the store. Nonsense. Come over to Gimble. We'll furnish it at coffee. Keep it up, gentlemen. Keep it up. Oh. At this rate, my friend will have a whole new hospital. <laughs> How did the pictures turn out, Mr. Kringle? Oh, fine, Alfred. Fine. How about again checkers during lunch hour? Well, not today, Chris. Right? I uh, I don't feel so good. Huh? What's the matter, Alfred? Oh, nothing much you remember I was telling you how I like to play Santa Claus over at the Y and give out packages to the kids? Yes. Well, I was telling Mr. Sawyer about it and he says that's very bad. What? That uh, psychologically it's all wrong. Wrong? To be nice to children? Well, he says guys who play Santa Claus do it because when they were young they must have done something bad. And now they do something I think is good to make up for it, see? It's what he calls a... A guilt Yeah. Alfred, what else have he found wrong with you? Oh, nothing much. Just that I hate my father. Oh? I didn't know it, but he says I do. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, hey, ain't you going to have lunch? Later. Right now, I have an appointment with Mr.... Sawyer. Oh, yeah. oh. What do you mean, breaking into my office like this? Are you a licensed psychiatrist? What business is it of yours? I have a great respect for psychiatry and great contempt for meddling amateurs who go around practicing it. You shut up. You ought to be horsewhipped, Taking a boy like Alfred and filling him up with complexes and phobias until... I think I am better equipped to judge that than you. Just because Alfred wants to be kind to children, you tell him he has a guilt complex having the same delusion you couldn't possibly understand. And don't you wave that cane at me. Either you stop analyzing Alfred, and I'll go straight to Mr. Macy and tell him what a contemptible fraud you are. You get out of here. Get out before I have you thrown out. There's only one way to handle a man like you. Well, maybe this will knock some sense into you. Oh, help! Oh, oh, my head! My head! Hey, Mr. Sawyer. Miss Prong! Miss Prong, get me the police! Get me Mrs. Walker.
2: Get me the pharcapacic ward at Bellevue Hospital.
1: she was only humoring me all the time but this wasn't dora's idea at all mr sawyer had you sent here before she even knew about it why didn't she come to me explain things well because she didn't want to hurt you no but it's not just mrs walker take mr sawyer contemptible dishonest deceitful it's normal i don't want it (laughs) but you just can't think of yourself what happened to you Matters to a lot of other people. People like me who believe in what you stand for. And people like well, like Susie. We're just beginning. Chris, you're letting us down. Huh? Well. Maybe you're right. Of course, you're right. I ought to be ashamed of myself. Let's get out of here. Now, wait a minute. You flunked your mental examination, but good. Oh, yes, so indeed. Well. You're a lawyer. You fix it. Hey, hey, now, look. I won't let you down and... You won't let me down. Now, Chris, take it easy. Look, uh, there'll have to be a hearing. If you're going to be committed, it's got to be before a judge. Well? Well, if I can do anything at all, it'll have to be in that courtroom. Sit tight, Chris. I'll get an idea. (laughs) I'll have to. I certainly did, Mr. Sawyer. I brought my family to the toy department to see our Santa Claus. And our Santa Claus isn't there. He's in Bellevue. Yes. Yes, he is, Mr. Mayhem. Because he's a lunatic. Yes, sir. Lunatic. Lunatic, my foot. Now, you listen to me, Sawyer. You get that case dropped right away, or you'll have another lump to match the one he gave you. But get out of my hands. Mr. Kringle goes to court in the morning. All right. You'll see that he's back in the toy department by afternoon. Now, get out of here. Oh, uh, Miss Gailey. Uh, Mr. Gailey. Yes? Uh, I've been looking all over for you. I'm Mr. Sawyer. Oh, so you're Sawyer. Uh, yes. Uh, I, I was just speaking to the court clerk, and he said you represent Mr. Kringle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I represent Mr. Macy. Then I'll see you in court. Uh, yes, well... <laughs> That's what I wanted to speak to you about. Mr. Macy would like to drop no. the whole case right now. You see, we are most anxious to avoid any publicity. No publicity. huh? Mm, that's very interesting. Then you will cooperate. You know something, Mr. Sawyer? You have just given me the idea that I've been searching well, for. No. If I'm going to win this case, I'm going to have to have public opinion and plenty of it. And, and th- publicity is just the way to do it. No, no, but, uh, but, uh, Mr. Sawyer. Gailey... Uh, but Mr. Gailey's. Oh. Look at these newspapers, Chris. Here, evening dispatch. Doctors doubt sanity of Santa who launched goodwill campaign. Oh, my. Daily Bulletin. Macy's Santa Claus to have lunacy hearing. Uh, what's this one? Uh, New York Express. Is Chris Kringle crazy? Hawk case coming... It is cry calamity. You've driven the United Nations clear back to page five. (laughs) But get a good night's sleep, Chris. We go before Judge Harper at 10 tomorrow morning. (laughs) For a few weeks, a jolly elderly gentleman named Chris Kringle has been working minor miracles as Macy Santa Claus. But now his sanity has been seriously questioned. And in a crowded courtroom, Judge Harper listens patiently as the assistant district attorney summons Chris to the witness stand. Now, this is not a trial, Mr. Kringle. It's just a hearing, so you don't have to answer any questions. Alan, sir, where do you live, please? Well, it seems to me that's what this hearing will decide, won't it? Uh, now, Mr. Kringle, do you believe that you are Santa Claus? Oh, of course I do. That's all, Your Honor. The state rests this case. Well, Mr. me? Uh, your Honor, Mr. Merrick contends my client is not sane because he believes he is Santa Claus. An entirely logical conclusion. Anyone who thinks he's Santa Claus is crazy. Your Honor, you believe yourself to be Judge Harper, Harper yet no one questions your sanity because you ah. are Judge Harper, do they? Mr. Kringle is the subject of this sanity hearing. Not I. Well, Your Honor, I intend to prove that Mr. Santa Claus... Mr. Mara, I thought you said this was a cut and dried sanity hearing. Well, I thought it was, Your Honor. Uh, in view of Mr. Gates, I'll have to re- retire back to journal till... <laughs> now long. Well, kid, wait until tomorrow. I'm eating my dinner. Who's been subpoenaed? How do you think I feel about it? Yes, I'll see you tomorrow.
3: Who is that, dear?
1: R.H. Macy has been subpoenaed. Oh, my. They make me look like a sadistic monster who likes nothing better than to drown pussy cats and tear wings off a of oh, butterfly. Quiet, dear. Tommy's still awake. Oh, oh, yes, yes. It would break his heart if he knew what he's doing. I'm doing my job as assistant district attorney. Well, I'm not so sure but that I agree with them. Mr. Kringle looks like a very nice old man, and I don't persecute him. I am not persecuting him. I'm prosecuting him, dear. <laughs> I like you, but there's nothing I can do about it.
2: You know something, Thomas? Sometimes I wish I'd married up for a plumber. Well, if I
3: lose
1: this, kid very Punch. R.H. Macy, huh? I wonder what he's going to pull tomorrow. to the witness, Mr. Gale. Now then, Missy, if you defendant, please tell us who he is. Chris Kringle, of course. Do you believe him to be of sound mind? Sound mind? <laughs> Wish I had a dozen like him. Mr. Macy, you are on oath. Do you believe that man's Santa Claus? That's rather a delicate... Careful, yeah, I'll reach. Right. part of this, gimbal. I beg your pardon. What did you say? I hide all nothing, Nothing, Mr. Mustard. Well, I wish you would. Now, and Santa Claus. Yes, in my opinion, he most certainly is. Your Honor, your Honor, there is no such person, everybody, and you prove there isn't any. Your Honor, the prosecution requests an immediate ruling from this court. Is there or is there not a Santa Claus? not the court will take a... Hello, and I'm Hi. Charlie. What Charlie. Who doing here? And an old fizz. And the U.S. for needed like you do now. This Kringle case? Well, I certainly don't see what they're making such a fuss about. Henry, that's Santa Claus you got on is dynamite, and you're coming up for re-election soon. Charlie, you know what happened last night? Martha brought the grandchild I they... I wouldn't kiss Grandpa. <laughs> They wouldn't even talk to me. See what I mean? If you rule there is no Santa Claus, you better start looking for that chicken farm right now. I'm a responsible judge. How can I seriously rule that there is no Santa Claus? Because what happens if you straight up it, they don't hang up those toys They're supposed to be in those stockings. Mislead no. them. The toy manufacturers have to lay off them. By now, you've got the A.F. of and the Oh! And they're going to say it with votes, see? Oh, and the department stores are going to love you, too. Yes, sir, Henry. And what about the Salvation Army? They got a Santa Claus on every street corner, and they are taking a lot of money to help the poor. But you go ahead, Henry. You go in there and rule that there isn't any Santa Claus. But if you do, you can count on getting just two votes, your own and that district attorney's out there. <laughs> One vote, Charlie He's a Republican. (laughs) The question of Santa Claus seems to be largely a matter of opinion. The tradition of American justice demands a broad and unprejudiced view of such a controversial matter. But, Your Honor, this court therefore intends to keep its mind open. We shall ask for evidence on either side. But, Your Honor, the burden of proof clearly rests with my opponent here. Can he produce any evidence to support his view? If yes, Your Honor, please, I can. Will Thomas Mara please take the stand? Who? Me? No, no. Thomas Mara, Jr. I believe he and his mother are both in court today. Hi, Papa. Hi. <laughs> Tommy, do you believe in Santa Claus?
3: I sure do. Gosh, he gave me a brand new sled last year. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, Tommy, what does Santa Claus look like?
2: Oh, well, there he is, sitting right over there.
1: You're on the road. <laughs> Tell me, Tommy, why are you so sure there's a Santa Claus?
3: Because my papa told me so. <laughs> Thank you, Papa.
1: Thank you, Tommy. You, Thank you Papa? Uh, Yes, you certainly will. (laughs) Your Honor. Don't
3: forget Santa Claus. This year
1: I want a football helmet. Don't worry, Tommy. You'll get it. Mr. Kringle, if you don't mind. I'm sorry, sir. Your Honor, the state of New York concedes the existence of a Santa Claus, but in so conceding we demand that Mr. Gailey stop presenting personal opinion as evidence. I insist he submit authoritative proof that Mr. Kringle here is the one and only Santa Claus. Now, well, Mr. Gailey, are you prepared to show that Mr. Kringle is Tandaklor on the basis of unprejudiced authority? Well, uh, no. Uh, not now. I need a little time. Oh, oh why not, not now? Uh, tomorrow, Your Honor? Very well. Courts adjourned till tomorrow morning. <laughs> oh, brother. Now, come on, Susan, dear.
2: Finish your
3: supper. But I Mother. All these things you're saying in the newspapers about Mr. Kringle and Mr. Gailey. They're having this trial because he says he's Santa Claus. He's so kind and nice and jolly. He's not like anyone else I know. He must be Santa.
2: You know something? I think perhaps you're right. Is Mr. Kringle sad now, Mother? I'm afraid he must be. Then I'll write him a letter. Maybe that'll
3: make him feel better. Maybe that'll cheer him up a little bit. Postman? Postman? Uh, Yeah, lady? Would you mind taking this
1: letter? Oh Sure, lady. We're going straight down to the post office now. Okay, Louie. Take it away. Uh, Hey, what do you know, Louie? Another letter for Santa Claus. Hey, here's a new one. Instead of North Pole, this kid's got it addressed to Chris Kringle New York County Courthouse. Well, the kid's right. Huh? Yeah, sure, they got him on trial down there. <laughs> he claims he's Santa Claus and the D.A. claims he's nuts. Hey, hey, I got an idea. How many Santa Claus letters we got down there with a dead-letter wolf? Who knows, maybe 50,000, Fags and bags all over the joint. You mean, What oh, Frankie, why not? Wouldn't it be nice to get rid of them all? Wouldn't <laughs> it? Boy, oh boy, look, Louis. As soon as we get to the post office and go see the supervisor. Hey, you know something? I thought we'd both get promoted. And since the defense has been unable to submit one shred of proof that Chris Kringle is the one and only Santa Claus, and since tonight is Christmas Eve, I ask, Your Honor, that this hearing be terminated without further delay. I protest. I do have evidence. Five minutes ago, you said you didn't. During Mr. Mara's oration, the bailiff handed my client the evidence I refer to. What evidence? This is letter, Your huh? Honor. Oh, yes, Mr. Kringle? It's from Susan Walker. She believes in me. This letter means more to me than anything in the world. That letter was delivered by the United States Post Office, an official agency of the federal government. Post Office Department is one of the largest business concerns in the world. Last year, it did a gross volume of over $1 billion. And this year... Your Honor, I'm sure we're all gratified that the Post Office is getting along so well. But what bearing has it got to do on the sanity of that man? My point is that the Post Office Department is a model of efficiency. Furthermore, the laws of this country make it a criminal offense to willfully misdirect mail or intentionally deliver it to the wrong body. The state of New York is second to none in its admiration of the post office department. We are very happy to concede Mr. Gailey's claim. For the record, Mr. Maron? For the record, anything to get on with this case. Thank you. Your Honor, that letter just received by Mr. Pringle is positive proof that a confidence... Your Honor, one letter is hardly positive I have further exhibits, Your Honor, but I hesitate to produce them. Come on, oh, Mr. Gailey. Put them here on my desk, but, Your Honor. My put them on my desk. All right, boys, bring them in. <laughs> You're up. Your Honor, what is this? Empty those mail sacks on Judge Harper's desk. Yeah, but, but we got six truckloads out there. Bring them in, or be a fine for contempt of court. No, no, justice, oh, We'll the do it, we'll do it, Your Honor. Through rain, through swing, through courtrooms, anything. We go over. Daily. <laughs> Your Honor, every one of those letters in every one of those mail sacks is addressed to Santa Claus. The post office has delivered them here. Therefore, the Post Office Department recognizes Chris Kringle to be the one and only Santa Claus. Since the United States government declares this man to be Santa Claus, this court will not dispute it. Chase <laughs> And for heaven's sake, get this mail out of my courtroom! to see you, Doris.
3: Chris, I'm so glad you won. Thank
1: you. Well, we're having a big Christmas party at the Brooks' home tomorrow morning. I'd like so much to see you and Susan there.
2: We'll be there, Chris. Hmm? Couldn't you... Couldn't you come home now? Have dinner with us? Now?
1: Tonight? Me? Oh, my goodness, Doris. It's christmas Eve. Alfred, Alfred, look. Look who came all the way out here to the home. Just for our Christmas party. Chris. It's Mr. Macy. Yes, and Mr. Gimble, too. Oh, excuse me, Alfred. Mrs. Walker and Susie have to leave now, and I... uh... Darling, you've got so many presents. Mm.
3: Not the one I wanted. Not the one Mr. Creel was going to get for me. Well, what was it? It doesn't matter. I knew I wouldn't get it. But I thought he'd at least tell me why.
1: Judy! I'm sorry, Judy. I tried my best.
3: You couldn't get it because you're not Santa Claus. Susan. Just
2: a nice old man, like Mother said. But I was wrong when I told you that. You must believe in Mr. Kringle and keep right on doing it. You must have faith in him. That doesn't make sense, Mother. Faith is believing in things when common sense tells you not to. But Mother, you always Susan. said... Just because things don't turn out the way you want them to the first time. You've still got to believe in people. I found... Follow- Hello, Doris. Fred. Mr.
1: Geary. Merry Christmas, Susie.
3: Gosh, you just got here and we're just ready to leave.
1: Oh, I've been here. And if you're ready to leave, I'll drive you home. So before you go, here. Here's a map I've made for you. You will miss a lot of traffic. About four miles south, you will see Ashley Avenue. That's the street you want. Ashley Avenue. Thanks, Chris, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Fred. And to you, my dear. And to you, Susie.
3: Mr. Kringle, I do believe. I do. It's silly, I suppose, but I do.
2: understand it. Fred, the map Chris gave us definitely says Ashley Avenue. We've been on Ashley Avenue now for Stop our... the car! Stop the car! Please! Susie, what is it, darling? What's the matter? There it is! The house! The house! Susie! It's the world? She's running into that house. At least there's no one home. It's brand new. It's just been built. Oh,
1: yeah, for sale.
2: It's... A... for sale? What on earth is that child up to?
1: Susie! Hey, Susie! Here
2: I am upstairs. Well, come right down. You know you shouldn't run around
3: in other people's houses.
1: Strange?
2: No. No, I mean this house. I've seen this house somewhere. I know I have. Maybe in a magazine. Mother,
3: it's our house. It's the one I asked him for, Mr. Kringle. Mr. Kringle? I know it is. Oh, you were right, Mommy. You were right. (laughs) Mommy told me if things didn't turn out just the way you wanted them at first, you still got to believe. And I kept believing. And you were right, Mommy. Mr. Kringle is Santa Claus. Now
1: where are you going? In
3: fact, to see if there's a swing. There is one,
1: Mommy. There is one. You told her that? i believing. Well, you told me, Fred. <laughs> the uh, shine outside. The sale. Hmm? Well... We can't let her down, can we? I never really doubted you. It's just my silly common sense. Oh, it even makes sense to believe in me now. I must be a pretty good lawyer. (laughs) I take a little old man and legally prove to the world that he's Santa Claus. Now you know that. Fred! What? What's in that? There. In the corner by the fireplace. Oh, no! No! It can't be! A cane. Chris's cane? Why, there couldn't be two canes like this anywhere in the world. Silver
3: handle and all.
1: Hey, you know something. Maybe I didn't do such a wonderful thing after all. (laughs) Edmund Terry Webb. Third time you've been our Santa Claus, Teddy, and it was delightful as ever. Well, it's one of my favorite parts, serving because every time I'm Santa, I get letters from those pretty luxe girls. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll begin the great, with the Connor as Fred, Patty mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Ironall as Susan, William Carnett as Mara, Holly Barris Sawyer, Bill Boucher as Macy, Herb Butterfield as the judge, and Yvonne Pady, Harry Shearer, Murray Jane Croft, Joe Forte. Had the Car, Chef Jeff Rankin, Howard McNair, Sam Edwards, Herb Migran, and Eddie Mar. Original story by Valentine Davies.
0: A radio play. Part- you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator